Hello, and welcome to an intro to Anthro with two humans. I'm human number one, John McRae. And I'm human number two, John Lear. And this is the podcast where we reassess what it means to be human. And the title of today's episode is Catering for the Caveman, Authentic Cuisine for BCBS. BCBS. <laughs> well, this one's been on the radar for us for a while. This is uh, right. this is entirely your brainchild, as it are most of the things on the show. I mean, let's be honest. You're the the brains of the operation. But uh, holy crap. I about, let's see, I guess a week ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. got a package from you in the mail. I'm in LA and you're in uh, Albuquerque. Right. And uh, the, uh, it, it was filled with the weirdest food I've ever seen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have a couple things going on with this one. Uh, First of all, I just want to say there was an article back in 2013 by Madeline Davis in Jezebel magazine called uh, Sorry, Neo Caveman, but your paleo diet is pretty much bullshit. Yes. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I had already titled ours and then I, I happened to be searching something and I saw her. So I wanted to give a shout out for her. I, I, I admire her, her titling, I guess I would say. BCBS. Spirit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, secondly, we're coming up on the holidays, John. Yes, we are. We, well, w- yeah, we sure as heck are. And we have Thanksgiving coming up and then we have, uh, we have Christmas. And then of course, once New Year's gets here in a few weeks, yes, uh, everybody will be, uh, worried about their weight and trying to go on diets. So I thought That's we could right. actually That's right. do a show about diets and about what people eat. Yes. Well, and if you're, you know, we're going to be doing the Hanukkah thing, which, you know, it, for Hanukkah, which is, you know, it's, let's face it, it's not an incredibly important holiday. Uh, we just have it so our kids, the little Jew kids get stuff too. But, uh, but one of the things about Hanukkah is you're supposed to eat stuff that's fried in oil. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, that's why latkes are popular because you know, it's all about the oil, the the miracle of the oil. So you're oh, supposed yeah, to well, commemorate that. You're supposed to eat things that are <laughs> have a lot of oil. So, yeah. And what was it? It was like they, they had only so much oil left in yes. the temple or something. Yes. They, well, they, the yeah, they had, they needed to purify the temple after the Greek Syrians had defiled it. <laughs> and uh, so they sent some people away to go get the, get fresh oil because they only had enough oil. Yeah. For one day or something like that, but the oil yeah. lasted eight days, lasted long enough for them to come back with the fresh oil to keep it, keep the lamps going wow. to the temple. So, wow. you know, it's a reach. It's a reach. <laughs> so Listen, now you, you eat know. latkes. <laughs> so now we eat latkes. But basically, it's just so that our kids get, you know, G.I. Joes and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, just so... We're going to focus on, we're going to get to talk about some other diets, but we're going to come specifically about the paleo diet because that kind of goes along with the show, I think. Yes, it does. It most certainly does. But but it, diets in general is an anthropological yeah. uh, uh, topic of study. But I'm yeah, glad you're going to yeah. get back to our roots at the end, although I'm looking at this <laughs> food you sent me and I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Okay. So secondly, John, this is our 20th episode. Congratulations. We did Congratulations. it. Congratulations. We did it. And uh, we want to thank you. If you're listening to this, we want to thank you because you're the yeah. reason we keep going. 
Right. And thank you for, for listening. And thank you for being a part of this journey of self-discovery. So, mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't know, years ago when we, <laughs> as kids growing up, when we, you, your dream was always to host a comedy anthropology show. Uh, did you ever think, <laughs> did you ever think, did you ever think that it would make it to 20 episodes? Never, never. When in, in first grade was when I first was like, God, I want to do a comedy <laughs> anthropology show. Uh, and now it's finally paid off. Thanks to you. Yeah. Thank you well, for making my dream come true. I've known, I've known about your dream for, for what, almost four decades now. And I was like, I, I know gotta, I got to make that dream come true. I'm always me. talking about comedy anthropology show, comedy <laughs> anthropology show, comedy anthropology show. <laughs> every disappointed, disappointed every birthday. It's like, ah, oh, it's nice. It's a nice gift, but no comedy anthropology. Yeah. You've given me uh, the gift so of today, a life, lifetime. <laughs> Thank you. We are going to uh, mix a little business with pleasure. Mm. And we're going to have a little celebratory luncheon. For mm. our twentieth episode to celebrate. Oh boy! Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as you can tell already, I've put together an authentic, as, as authentic as I could, to mail it to you. Uh, yeah. Paleo meal as to what our ancestors <sighs> would have eaten about forty five thousand years ago. Jesus. So, <laughs> so there's, I think there's uh, a couple here. I'm not sure I can do. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I'll eat just about anything. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. There's one it. in particular that I'm really nervous about. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, sure I, think I know what it was. Oh, my God. Ooh. All right. But let's uh, let's get the business out of the way, and then we'll get we'll get to our luncheon. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, first of all, John, have you ever been on a diet? Have you ever consciously gone on a diet? Uh, not really. I mean, I, yeah, I try to eat right. Like, I don't know yeah. if you call it a diet, but I try to, uh, I know you kicked sugar a while back. You're in oh. very good shape. You're, you're for a man oh. your age. I think you're in perfect shape. <laughs> Did you go back to sugar? I have went back, back to sugar. Sugar was the hardest one after about, cause sugar's in everything. First of all. Yeah. Yeah. And after about 30 days without sugar, my detox just drove me crazy. I wanted to tear my face off. It was, yeah. it was worse and than cigarettes. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> You've quit some things too. I know. I know. But it was It's really awful. you that has scared me away from trying to quit sugar. Because I remember that. <laughs> I remember you telling me, don't ever do it. Don't do it. It's yeah. so hard. I want to kill myself. It's the worst. It's the yeah. worst. Uh, I've done, uh, I did the paleo meat thing mm -hmm. where I only ate big pl plates of meat <laughs> for mm -hmm. a while, all the time. Uh, I did Veganuary for, for a time where you, you give up meat. <laughs> so oh, I like oh, eat I only meat and then give up meat. Give up meat, uh, yeah. For the month month of January. Uh-huh. And uh -huh. Uh, I actually went, that one was great, although it's very hard to eat anything if you're a, a vegan and you go out to eat with friends. There's, right. Uh, because everything has cream or Right, you can't do something. it. That uh, yeah. yeah, and in L.A., there's a lot of vegan restaurants you can go to, and they're you know they're yeah. they're really good. When yeah. I go, yeah. when I go with my vegan friends, I'll eat it and I'll be like, "This is great," but yeah. I still want chicken. <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, in Albuquerque, there's not there's not many. There's not no many. no, and if, no. and you have to go with a group of other vegans. I think is what oh. you have to do. Uh huh. Yeah, you got to stick with your own kind. Yeah, and and the thing that uh, I went like three and a half months without eating any animal products. Wow! And it started January first, and then in the middle of May, I went back to Kansas City for my mom's birthday, mm. and I I 
was able to put off all of the corned beef and cabbage for, you know, St. Patrick's Day. I was yeah. able to do all that. And then right when we were getting ready to leave, uh, we were all hanging out at my mom's place waiting for our flights. And my cousin said, let's get barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. shows your Kansas roots. I'm right, sorry right. that it busted your vegan run, but <laughs> that if you're going to bust vegan, that's the thing to bust it yeah. on. Yeah. They brought in the burn ends, the, oh. you know, the brisket, and I just oh. couldn't. No. I was so close. I, I should no. have just gotten in the car and left. That's, but. yeah. That's, that's like somebody's, <laughs> you know, brought in. You're, you're like kicking heroin and somebody brings yeah. in a nice clean needle with Dilaudid, you know, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. Uh, no. No, I just stopped talking to everybody. I just <laughs> sat in the dining room and ate by myself. I was yeah. like, I got three months to make up for this. Uh, so, but anyway, but you know, I always try to, it's kind of, it's interesting. I try to push my body kind of the same thing. We've talked about it before when it comes to drugs or alcohol, but you, <laughs> you try to see what your body is going to do. Uh, when you take drugs or alcohol. And since we've stopped drinking and stopped, <laughs> stopped doing drugs, now it's like I do it through diet. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm like I want to yeah. try it. I want to try yeah. to see. There's still that part of me that wants to see it. Yeah. And 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 when you don't, when you've quit everything and you're sober and clean, yeah. uh, food becomes the thing that's left. You know, it's like <laughs> that and coffee. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. no. And masturbation. Those are, that's all you have. Those three, the big three. That's it. That's <laughs> the big three. <laughs> so, uh, so just to talk about in their book, Anxious Eaters, Why We Fall for Pad Diets, Janet Curzon, who's a nutritional anthropologist, and Kima Cargill, who's a professor of psychology, say that more than any other culture, Americans are more likely to consider their diet to be a large part of their self-identity. Yeah, it's amazing. And we're the, yeah. aren't we the fattest culture on earth? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So it's not working. Right. <laughs> and well, I mean, it's like you define whatever it is. If you're defining yeah. like, I'm not going to, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to be as big as I want. Or you're saying, I'm, I won't, I'm not going to eat that. I see. Our diet is influencing how, who we think that we're putting off for the world or who we think we are well, to ourselves even. Interesting. And Curzon and, and, Cargill say that uh, our diet and what we eat is tied up with some core American values, such as freedom and self-determination. Oh, so boy. culturally- Us with our freedom. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Be careful you what you ask for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you always hear about it whenever like a government, the government is, issues a guideline for uh -huh. like, hey, you better not drink so many big gulps. And people will be right. like, no. I can, I can drink however many big gulps and there get was out of just my a body. senator on the air when they, the the FDA or they they sent out yeah. guidelines like try to keep your beer consumption down to two <laughs> bottles uh, a day yeah. or something like that. And there was a senator who got on and was like, "Oh, you're going to try to take my beer away? Yeah, like, no, yeah. Nobody's trying to take your beer away. They're just saying." <laughs> Here's something. Here, here's what we think is good. Some advice. You know what I mean. Some advice. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. gonna take your hamburgers away. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's usually when you hear about that. But I guess yep. it's also with with everything. Like if someone were to tell you you have to eat a hamburger, <laughs> so right? Most people would be I'm not about eating that. a hamburger. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, Curzon and Cargill, then they they cite Warren Belasco, who's another writer who's written a, a number of books about dieting. And Belasco says that 
Americans' obsession with dieting is is based on beliefs such as individual perfectibility and willpower, mm. the ability to control nature, mm. and the priority of youth, mm. and also a mechanistic view of the body, the Protestant work ethic, and faith in consumer capitalism. <laughs> you know what? That all rings true for me. I, I'm I nodding to all of that. Willpower... And and you and I have talked about this before. Yeah. Willpower is wasted. The only people who have willpower are people who don't need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when a millionaire tells you to follow your passion. It's like, yeah. uh-huh. All right. Yeah. 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 Is that what you did? Okay. <laughs> follow my passion. Yeah. I, I feel that, that thing about I, I'm just going to will myself to be who – how I look, the way I look. It's like, look, I can will as much as I want. I'm not going to be like six foot tall. You know what I mean? No, no it's right. It, yeah. This idea of uh, that we can we can decide exactly what we're going to be is so right. American. It's so right. American. No matter how many times it's shot down where it's like, well, yeah. you can do some, but you can't do it all. No, right. I can right. And I like how he talks about too about the mechanistic view of the body. Like we can, we can. There's a diet. There's a process. There's a pill we can take that's going to give us exactly what we want. And then yes. the capitalism part of it, where you know, I, I'll pay for it if it's out there. I'll pay for it, and that yeah. will give me what I want, which it, it never does. Never does. Even that shot yeah. that they're all doing now, you know, the I yeah, what it's called. <clears throat> but yeah. And he says that uh, this is a belief system that sees the body as, quote, infinitely malleable Mm. that makes an individual naturally responsible for his or her body shape and indeed Mm. morally culpable, if not appropriately and youthfully thin. Yes. Unquote. Yeah. So to me, what's interesting about that is that we're, we're kind of bleeding over into like if your body shape is out or if you don't have the body shape that you think you should have, yeah, then you're the belief that you're morally responsible or there's something wrong with you morally. That the you're a bad party. person. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. And boy, and, boy, is that a double whammy, you know? Yeah. You can't yeah. win with that one. You no. can't win with that one. I don't no. Think. And yeah, you're bad and wrong. Right. Because of right. the way you look. Yeah. And uh, Curzon and Cargill then say that in America, since colonial days, we've had an abundance of available food. And mm-hmm. and I know that we've, you know, there are cert- definitely individuals and uh, certain communities that have, you know, have food problems or not enough food. Yeah. But I mean, but as a cultural, as a nation... Uh, what they're saying is that really that's one of the reasons everyone came to <laughs> came to the colonies was to get away from the starvation and the famine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I double checked them on that because I went through and I looked looked at a list of all the major famines throughout history. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there, there's like 300 famines on there going back to, you know, the B.C. days. Mm-hmm. And not one of them is in America. So yeah. and I'm not saying that famine does or food issues don't exist here like people being hungry don't because they do but but it's interesting that as a nation we've never had to you know face the famines like the irish potato famine for example or the ethiopian famine in the 1980s yes 
you know. But we have faced, we're facing a famine right now that you're ignoring, which is Ritalin. There's a Ritalin famine really? right now. Yes. Is there? <laughs> Apparently, it's very hard to get your ADHD drugs. Nobody can get really? them. Yeah. I didn't know that. Why, yeah. is, why is that? Is that? I don't know. And we went through the Cabbage Patch famine. Remember when nobody could get a Cabbage Patch doll for Christmas? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the, Elmo, <laughs> the Elmo famine of the 90s was awful. Yes. Yes. I uh, We were on a trip to Cancun one time, and the resort we were at, Took a bunch of American tourists. They took us to Tulum and all that stuff. And then we stopped at another resort that they owned to have lunch. And it happened that like five busloads of people all showed up at the same time. And the buffet ran out of food immediately. <gasps> Uh-oh. And, and people, within a, a matter of minutes, <laughs> chaos. People had lost their minds that there was no food. Like hundreds of us in there. And there was no food on the buffet. And it was just like, people were screaming, like, you gotta get out of here. Like, this is like, we've been in here for 10 minutes, you know? And uh, so- Meanwhile, it's on the ocean, which is full of food. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, what I did is I, it, it got so loud in there. It was so crazy. I was like, I gotta get out of here. So I went outside and by the pool, everybody was inside trying to get food. There was nobody out there. So I went behind the bar out by the pool and there was a cooler, a freezer, and I opened it up, and there was a big tub of vanilla ice cream out there with a bunch of a bunch of cones just stacked up, ready to go. Oh my so, god! So I just I just feasted on vanilla ice cream cones, <laughs> watching inside the restaurant as people were losing their minds. You didn't <laughs> but, share your bounty, huh? You just kept it for your, every man for himself. I was like, hey, you're not going to go. I thought you were going to tell me you went in and scooped ice cream for no, everybody, no, but no. Is, well, I went in and you got Mary and our friends and another couple. <laughs> yeah, like, boy, that's how it breaks down, doesn't it? Blood. Yeah. You get blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was after happen. I'd eaten so many ice creams, I couldn't <laughs> eat anymore. And then I went, they went back in, I think, to try to get some more food. And I went walking around again. And like all the restaurant staff had gone in or all the hotel staff had gone into the uh, the lunch area, the dining room. Uh, to handle all that, all, all the chaos, the near riot. And I found like a bunch of, uh, like a carafe of coffee just sitting out there. So I had a great time there. Oh, you as had a, coffee I realized and ice cream. That, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite, my favorite meals. You're an anthropologist. You know how to live off the land, how they did back in the day. You resorted, you used your training. Yeah. Calmly went out and just uh-huh. you, get away you from the group. You hunted and gathered. You hunted and gathered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Curzon and Cargill say that the food anxiety that we feel then is not about going hungry. It's more about the social and cultural anxiety of the fear of falling. For example, we'll lose our shape, for example, or we'll lose, uh, yeah. we'll be unable to control ourselves and we won't be attractive anymore, whatever it is. And so it's falling down that social ladder. Is where mm. our our food anxieties come from. Okay, and they say that these are cultural narratives of anxiety about food rather than individual fears about specific food problems. Hmm. As cultural tropes, they are shared socially and validated by mass group acceptance by communities of practice. So it's something mm. that everybody reinforces. Uh huh. <laughs> you know about hey, what's wrong? You. <laughs> yeah 
Well, our country, you know, like you live on the coast and 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 there's people are so food aware here, right. you know, and right. and exercise aware and their bodies and many people are in the business, you hmm. know, of exploiting right. their image uh of so they're they're very, you know, lots of gyms, lots of lots of that. And um Yeah. And and then I go and I go and and go back to the my roots in the middle of the country and see you know my relatives yeah. and everybody yeah. and it's like they're twice the size of everybody right. on the right. coast and it's so interesting to see that and I think you know the the <laughs> the mid, my midwestern you know friends and family are like hey this is who I am. You know, yeah. I, the, you yeah. know, it it doesn't seem, and there's there's sort of a desperate nature out here of trying to hang on at any uh, any you know in any way you can. Yeah. You staple your skin. You you take these shots in your stomach. You 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 know, it's amazing. Yeah. And and there's a certain um, vehemence about it that is just kind of uh, you can kind of feel the vibe, right? You know right. what's what. I always found interesting out there is that everybody, even though they're not involved in the, in the movie industry, but you'll right. have like your, uh, like your realtor or you'll have yeah. your eye doctor. They all yeah. are like putting it on. Like I got to look good for every, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. all got their teeth veneered and they're, you know, yeah. going, going to the gym four hours a day and yeah. eating It's like eating you're an nothing. eye doctor. <laughs> I know. My, my eye, doctor. eye doctor, you say that. It's so funny because my doctor is, eye doctor is so goddamn handsome. Him and his partner. <laughs> it's a male, female team. They're not married and they're both yeah. gorgeous and it just sucks going in there. Yeah. Cause they're yeah. like, Oh, well, looks like you're going to have John looks like you're going to have to do the bifocals. And I'm just like, fuck you. Just in me, perfect give shape. Goggles, uh, give me a helmet with some glasses in it to yeah. hide my face. That's what you're asking for. <laughs> uh, so just talking about diets, uh, in her article, The Seesawing History of Fad Diets, Lisa Kingsley says that about 45 million Americans go on a diet every year. Jesus, that's a yeah. lot. And she lists out some of the diet fads that Americans have followed uh, going all the way back to the 1830s with Sylvester Graham, who was against mm. eating uh, processed flour. He's the guy who came up with the graham cracker. Oh, huh. yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. In the 1860s in England, there was a guy named William Banting who uh, was a, like the first guy who did a, a low carb diet. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. And apparently, it doesn't Banting... take a genius to realize you should eat less baked goods. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, yeah. But he wrote he wrote a booklet that was called "Letter on Corpulence" that became very popular. Talking no. about how much weight he had lost, and Banting was actually the term "quote Banting" unquote uh, became a term back then. To like, if if you were doing that diet, the low carb diet, and someone said, "Hey, you want a piece of cake?" You'd be like, "No, thank you. I'm Banting." Right no, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm uh, sorry, you, I'm banting right now. Thank you. <laughs> you're what? <laughs> banting? Oh, you're not aware? I can tell. Yeah. Uh, John Harvey Kellogg, which, uh, remember, remember that movie, The Road to Wellville? Yes, with, I do. Uh, yeah, he was in that, That he was the character in that. He, uh, early 1900s, he said an all-grape diet with yogurt enemas. Was that oh, boy. <laughs> with yeah. the enemas the the yogurt goes in the yogurt goes in Ooh. yeah 
Yeah. And there's a scene in that movie. I, I watched it, it kind of thinking about him while I was researching this one. And there is like, there's one where Matthew Broderick's character is like, a, uh, I think it's, is it Matthew Broderick or is it John Cryer in that one? I think it's Matthew Broderick, but he's, <clears throat> he says like, uh, Kellogg recommends some uh, yogurt for him. He's like, well, I think I've already had breakfast. And, and he's like, it's not going in that end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Kingsley then talks about the grapefruit diet in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Uh, eat a grapefruit back, with every came back in yeah. the 80s, I think. Wasn't there one in yeah. the 80s? Just eat a grapefruit with every meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cabbage soup diet in the 1950s. Mm. Uh, you could eat all the cabbage soup you wanted. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're going to lose weight down that road. Yeah. I don't know. Man. We should try that. Like, how much It will work eventually. You'll be like, fuck this stuff. If you give me one more I drop, I will kill somebody. Can't even make it out to the car. I got to run back in the house. <laughs> uh, in the 1960s, you had Weight Watchers. Where you would mm-hmm. keep track of your calories. Uh, Still 60s, very you also... successful uh, Weight yeah. Watchers, apparently. Uh, that one yeah. tend to work. Of course, you have to do it. Right. I guess all of them, you just have to do it. But Weight Watchers, for some <laughs> reason, has a yeah. high success rate. Yeah. And it's been around forever now. Though, 60 years now. Um, wow. You also had the macrobiotic diet back in the yeah. 60s, where yeah, it was sure, brown yeah. rice and vegetables. Oh, boy. Um, then there was actually something called the three-day diet. Back in the sixties, and when I when I first read it, I thought it said three way diet, and I got all excited thinking that was one I would like to I would like to try. But then it was three day diet. What do you do for three day? You don't eat. That's the uh, diet. A, I think it's a liquid diet. It's a liquid. Uh-huh. You just drink things for three days. Ugh, I go crazy after a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just too. go crazy. Um, you had the Atkins diet. In yep. the 70s, the Beverly Hills diet in the 80s. Uh, then in 2000s, you had the Zone diet, the raw food movement, mm. South Beach diet, and the Paleo diet. Yes. Um, <laughs> so in my office here. <laughs> and just some of the other things that, uh, that people have done to try to lose weight in this country over the years. Uh, in an article called Terrible Fad Diets Throughout History, Jennifer Wright uh, talks about how women in the 1800s used to swallow tapeworms. Oh, and my I, God. Yeah. That works. Yeah. That works. That'll work. <laughs> That's, they said that uh, the thing was to try to get it. I mean, you would take it. it the tapeworm would be in a pill form, like a capsule. <sighs> you would swallow that. And then the idea was that the tapeworm would eat all the food that was in your <sighs> stomach. God. And and you wouldn't put the weight on. Which is true, um, right? But it grows. They grow really, really, right. really long. Like 20 right. feet long. <clears throat> yeah. Inside your said, stomach. Well, how to get it out. You know, like yeah. you, there was a pill you would take to kill it when you were through losing weight. Uh, but then how do you get it out of your body? Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. That makes me sick. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just. Yeah. It, when was uh, that? There was. That was in the 1800s. Jesus Christ. The other thing people would try to do is uh, the one upside of tuberculosis was that it made you lose weight. Oh, no. (laughs) So So people would infect themselves with TB? Well, one doctor said that people, he felt like people were trying to get TB to to look, you know, 
look lighter Jesus and look Christ. kind of <laughs> it's kind of like the heroin sheep creatures kind of like <laughs> yeah uh there was some you know in the 20s they said that cigarettes were the way to to lose weight they well were that's like true a, uh, yeah hunger suppressant yeah you and um, I know that. Look at we should yeah. we should post some pictures from when we were smoking. Oh, no. God, we were thin. <laughs> I, was, I was really thin. I was really yeah. thin. Me was too. Me too. Coffee and cigarettes. That was all I had. And, and uh, booze. Uh. Uh, then uh, Wright talks about in the seventies there was a book called "Help Lord, the Devil Wants Me Fat," and that Whoa. was that was a program Man. where you would try to pray. The idea was that the devil was the one that was making you gain weight. And so instead of eating, you would uh, read the Bible and pray. Pray him away. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Pray the fat away. And then there was, uh, in the 60s, uh, there was something called the drinking man's diet. Here we go. (laughs) This is right up my alley. I've I've been on this diet. I was on this diet for about almost 20 years. And, and I can't tell if this one's trying to be real or not, you know, or if it was just kind of throwing it. Because one of the pictures is uh, Dean Martin reading the booklet <laughs> about the uh, the drinking man's diet. But uh, in an article in 2017, Laura Smith said, uh, this was the beginning of the diets that appealed to manhood. Meaning mm. it was like, and, and the idea was, uh, it was implicit that men could eat their way to manhood. That what fuels us defines us. Huh. And one part of the the uh, drinking man's diet was that it made fun of people who cut calories, for example, uh-huh. who, who watch their calories. So yeah. the drinking man's diet basically said you could have a big steak. I mean, they always talk about you could have a steak. You could have a salad with Roquefort dressing. You could have your martinis at lunch, uh, but just don't eat a potato. <laughs> that was the only thing you couldn't have. <laughs> And and it was kind of, you know, if you think about it at that time, that was like the Mad Men era. And yeah. so, you know, where people were like, you go out for your two martini lunch and you'd have your big steak and then you'd have your affair with your secretary. And so it was appealing to these men who were like businessmen, like, this is what I want to be. Nobody tells me what to eat. Right. Uh, I could still have my, my, my booze, my scotch. I just won't eat a potato and I'll be in great shape. And usually they <laughs> ballooned up to like 300 pounds, you know. That's right. And they have that, that sort of alcoholic, you know, thickness. Oh, uh, yeah. To the, you know. Yeah. yeah. But again, it was kind of going back to this, uh, this age or this nostalgia for an age when men, men did what they wanted. You know, a powerful man eats what he wants, does that's what he wants. Yeah. And meanwhile, the women are all taking pills. Right, right. Because you know, right, it's Valley right. of the Dolls time for them. I know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. God, we're insane. Uh, I came across another one, an article that was talking about what gladiators ate in the Roman Empire. And that was kind of interesting because, you know, you see the movie Gladiator and they're all like ripped. You know yeah, what I mean? They're all right. like really ripped. And you think they'd yeah. all be eating paleo diet or only meat. And, right. Uh, and this article by Andrew Curry says that they actually ate like a really high carbohydrate diet. The, uh, oh, the to get the energy state. to get the, well, energy. the energy. And also you wanted to put on weight because it was all about the spectacle. Uh-huh. So you wanted, you wanted a layer of fat so you would get a, a flesh wound uh, that would bleed more. With, yeah, exactly. Oh, so, so they're all <laughs> just fatties walking around there <laughs> with swords. 
they've they've looked at uh, gladiator cemeteries in the Middle East, and sure enough, they come back and they're like, they had a high high carbohydrate diet <laughs> of grains, and it was all to put that fat layer on there. To make you last longer, you know, it wouldn't be such a like a deadly wound if you got. That's you got amazing. Cut. That's amazing. Uh, so the one thing that's that's kind of uh, common to all of these diets is the idea of a magic bullet, mm-hmm. and and what Curzon and Cargill say is fad diets make extravagant promises about results, assuring users that the relatively small effort of adhering to a seemingly easy diet will pay off with outsized results in multiple areas of life from physical appearance to mental functioning and mm-hmm. longevity. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it, it, a lot of this starts again, being a, an alcoholic and being a, an addict. It, a lot of it's very similar of like, you think that it's going to be real easy. If I quit, everything's going to be, do- if I just do this diet, everything in my life is going to be. Perfect. Yes. And that, and then you, know. you find out like, cause that's, yeah. When you're, when you're an alcoholic, you think, okay, <clears throat> my life is shit. All the problems in my life yeah. are because I'm a, I'm a drinker. Once I stop drinking, then everything should work out <clears throat> and you right. stop drinking and things, everything doesn't work out. Some <laughs> things are better, but some things are worse, you know, yeah. cause you're going through the, yeah. and you, and it's just such a bummer. It's such a harsh toke to go, oh yeah. man. I still have yeah. to be a human being and <laughs> be diligent. And, and and, yeah, yeah. It, it seemed very, when I was reading this, it all seemed very familiar to me yes. because it's like, look, there's Control. no easy way to right. kick an addiction. You know right. what I mean? Right. And it doesn't it's, change. Like you were saying, it doesn't change everything. Like you may right. lose a lot of weight, but there's still, if there's something you. in there that that's yeah. bothering you, it's yeah. still going to be there. You know? Yeah. My friend uh, says like when you squeeze the balloon, it pops out, but smaller things pop out between (laughs) your fingers, you know? So like if you squeeze the alcoholism, gambling pops out, sex pops out, video game addiction, you know, and it's, it's interesting. The balloon, the the air, the balloon still has air. It just goes in different places. (laughs) That's that's really interesting. (laughs) Uh, So how does this all apply to the paleo diet or the caveman diet? Yeah. And, uh, to understand the paleo diet, we kind of need a little background about how people actually ate back in the Paleolithic. Quickly, and just so on you know, the run, they were being attacked <laughs> all the time, right? Right, right dangerous. Right. Uh, so archaeologists and anthropologists usually divide human uh, prehistory into three broad periods, and there's there's subdivisions in all of these. But you have the Paleolithic, which is the old Stone Age. Mm-hmm. which started about 2.5 to 3 million years ago. Damn. Then you have the Mesolithic, which is the, the Middle Stone Age, which started about 25,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Neolithic, which started about 10,000 years ago. And usually- and that's really us, right? The Neo is really, <clears throat> we would go back and see a version of us then. Well, like, I think we, we would- recognize us through at, at least through the Mesolithic 25,000 years ago and probably 200,000 years ago, we would recognize us as being modern humans. Now I see what they were wearing, and what they yeah. were eating and how they smelled and you know, how they got around and, uh-huh. yeah, would be different, but they would be, they were, you know, technically modern humans, just like us. We're so young as a species, yeah. right? We're just so yeah. new. We just yeah. exploded onto the scene. Right. 
Right. And uh, what they say is, you know, for approximately 2.5 million year, years of our history, mm-hmm. uh, we Homo sapiens lived as hunters and gatherers or foragers. Yeah. And we would hunt wild game. We'd look for shellfish and then we'd look for berries and nuts and we'd dig around for roots. And then uh, approximately 12,000 to 10,000 years ago, uh, we began to dom- domesticate wild animals and plants. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's called the Neolithic revolution. It's yeah. like when we started growing our own food and domesticating animals. And it happened at different times in different places throughout the world. But that's really what it led us into the, the new Stone Age. Well, the, mo- the way I was taught in school was that it started at the crescent, the, the fertile crescent. Right. That that's where it all, the Tigris and the Euphrates and the, uh, that's where, that's where it kind of really began. Yeah. But you're saying yeah. it did, but there were places throughout the globe that were happening at the same right. time. Right. It didn't start in web and then spread out. People were domesticating different plants in different areas. Everybody started um, figuring it out at the same time, which right. happens with almost every invention, you know, <laughs> yeah. like radio. There were two people figuring it out at the same time. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, it's so bizarre. I always figure it's like coming up with a script. You think that you have the, the most new idea that nobody's ever thought about and then that you present it and then somebody's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so over it. <laughs> right. Fox is working on that already. Right. You know? But then as you become, as you get into the business for a long time, you realize that's a good sign. Yeah. You know? Oh, my script. There's another one. Oh, that means I'm I'm doing, you know, I'm in, I'm in the, yeah. in the pipe. Yeah. They're five, looking five, at five. it. They're looking at it. Yeah. It's crazy. This is a, Yeah. Uh, some of the things, for example, uh, teosinte, which was uh, the ancestor of our modern corn, started out as a grass, for example. Jesus. Uh, and then now we see, you know, the big years of corn that we had. But teosinte right. was was really kind of just started out as a, a wild grass. We're not eating and, that today, are we? After the show? <laughs> no, I don't think we have. I could try to find <laughs> No, I don't want to eat any grass. Thanks. It's funny. When you go in and you excavate or you go into like prehistoric sites here in the Southwest, like the prehistoric corn that you still find in there, it's only a couple inches long. It's not like yeah. these big ears of corn that we, right. we think of today. Yeah. Um, We've got it good. We really do. <laughs> yeah. There's some things that, that we, we have that are pretty good. Uh. But like you were saying, like, for example, rye, the grain rye was yeah. domesticated around 13,000 years ago in Syria. Uh-huh. Uh, rice, 7,000 years ago in Asia. That's Squash only, was not being... that long ago. No, no. I mean, rice <laughs> seven, is only 7,000 years old? I know. Jesus. I know. Uh, squash was being grown in Ecuador about 10,000 years ago, mm. like purposely grown. Uh, and anthropologists estimate that Native Americans domesticated approximately 300 foods, including corn and the potato, which are two of the big, yeah, big ones that we have now. So, God, internationally. Um, and then around 10,000 to 11,000 years ago, we domesticated animals like sheep. Mm. And and then probably you know it's. One of the things about that made the change in the Neolithic is once you start growing your own food or domesticating animals, it's very hard for you to move around. Uh-huh. So people had to settle down into permanent villages to keep an eye on their grains. And then you also have division of labor. Like the, this guy does good with the goats, so he trades his goats yeah. for your wheat and there you go. 
Right. Now right. there's an economy. And there, you know, and there were advantages to it. Like, you know, you definitely had population growth, for example, like you have more food. So you're a steady food source. So your population is going to grow. And uh, they found that also like uh, dependence on farming as it increases, so does fertility, for example. Just I think again, because there's just a calm, uh, there's a steady flow of food coming in. Yeah. And, and you're not traipsing all over the savanna with it. <laughs> That's got to right. suck. Trying to run with like yeah. Yeah, eight months pregnant trying to yeah, run. Yeah, exactly. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's also disadvantages to def- uh, domesticating plants and animals. And first off, usually they, they chose the plants that were for their storability. They weren't hmm. chosen for actually their nutritional value. So mm-hmm. the ones that they selected, yeah, they could you could grow a lot and you could store it and you could still eat it, but it may not have been the most nutritional food. Yeah, you know well, that was out there. Yeah, well, rice is not very traditional. I mean, isn't very nutritional, right? It's it's at least white rice is not. I mean, I for a grain, know. it's okay, but I mean, it's yeah. not like you know. Yeah, I. I love white rice though. Me too. I could eat white rice. I'm looking at all this crazy food you got me eating, and I'm wishing I had some white rice to put in. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. White rice and soy sauce. I'd be fine. You could eat Uh, anything. Secondly, the the disadvantage is that if you focus on only a small group of of, uh, plants for a larger portion of your diet, if that something happens to that plant, then you're screwed. You're screwed. The potato famine. The potato exactly. famine. Exactly. And the other thing is that uh, growing plants and, and domesticating animals and taking care of them took a lot of work. Yeah. And, and usually they find that, yeah, than wandering more work around. than foraging. Yeah. yeah. Foraging, you just get your meal and now you're done. Now you sit around right. and nap to get hungry again. And uh, they've actually, some anthropologists have done like analysis of that on modern day hunters and gatherers and modern day hunters and gatherers. There's some, they're not a perfect representation of what it was like 10,000 years ago or 15,000 years ago, because they've, they've been touched by, you know, they have some, like you can't get away from it. Like there's some things that are, are good that you can look at as an analogy, but it's not perfect. Right. And, uh, but what they find is that they usually don't have to work as much. (laughs) It only takes them about two days a week to gather as much food as they need to gather. But then what do you do? You just look at each other. I mean, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's one drawback. That's another disadvantage. Uh, (laughs) And then the the other disadvantage, you know, once we became living together and got close to our animals, uh, was a disease that we got yeah. all these diseases like smallpox and the flu and things like that. So some anthropologists uh, will say that, you know, agriculture and domestication of animals was probably the worst thing that ever happened mm-hmm. to Homo sapiens. Mm-hmm. And well, it's trade off. Straight <laughs> yeah. off, more of you live. So, right. you know, I think the, you know, in the end, you got to, if you're going straight Darwinian on it, it's that yeah. the the domestication has helped. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, in like, terms of just, there's more of us. Yeah. Ultimately, sooner or later, I mean, there's going to be more of you living than are dying from, <laughs> from the diseases. So. Right. Right. It's still over time. It's the best bet. But yeah, you're talking quality of life here. 
I yeah. mean, look at you yeah. and I. We're fucking humping it every week. <laughs> For what? A hamburger? Yeah. Mmm. That mm. makes me hungry. I love hamburger. Yeah, me too. We're getting yeah, there. I We're love- always there. I'll eat the Big Mac uh, near burger, the near, you know, the near beer really. burger. Yeah, yeah. I like Have you had it? It's good. I I haven't had the Big Mac. You know what? You can't really taste much in that no. Big Mac anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's covered in ketchup and mayo, and it's got all these veggies on it that have been pickled yeah. or whatever. I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I say we, look, we all know where we're headed. Soylent Green. Yeah. That's where we're all headed. <laughs> The, yeah. the mo- there's one species that we can eat that's everywhere and that's us would you in that movie if you were charlton heston that movie, yeah would you still eat soil and green <laughs> if you realized it was humans he seemed yeah, like he I wouldn't eat it anymore. yeah I, I, if i got hungry i'd be like give, you know what give me the soil i'll yeah. eat it they look like little green crackers how bad can it yeah. be i'm looking at the crap you got the caveman eating. <laughs> Part of me wants a little soil and green right now. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong so, with uh, eating ourselves? We're, you know, I don't know. I, I think at some point we're going to get over that. We're going to have to. I think we'll have to do some, uh, one on cannibalism. Yeah, I think there's some health issues for cannibalism. Like, right? If, <laughs> well, the science so. would have to get us past that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But soil and green, you put nacho on there. Nacho, yeah, nacho you dip it in salsa. Green. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy hot. Spicy put hot. Some- Put some peanut butter on it. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But immediately after we started doing 10,000 years ago, immediately after we started living on foods that we had grown, Mm. there were some in the archaeological record. There's some some health issues that came up. For example, the height of people decreased. Hmm. And then they started to see like the tooth where people started to have more dental problems because they were eating like grains that would turn into sugar, sugar, or sugar mm-hmm. type things. And, and then also there was, <laughs> yeah, <what> <laughs> and there was more arthritis in uh, people because they were out there working in the fields and things, which you uh-huh. normally didn't have to do. Right. You'd be and, lounging more. Right. And mind you, this is by about 4,000 BC or 4,000 years ago. Uh, the skeletal record in Egypt, for example, shows that people had already gone back up to what they were prior to when agriculture came along. So, so we they, adapted to that. And uh-huh. we, but, but this is the thing that happens with the paleo diet and the issue that they're dealing with is they always go back to that data right after agriculture came along. And right. they'll say, you see, this is what happened. We started eating these grains. We started, mm-hmm. you know, stopped living like a caveman. And look what happened to us. We had arthritis. Right. We started, you know, our they're, heights, they're, they're, they're looking at, they're day players. They're not looking at the long term, the big picture. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, but they always come back to that. And so what they say is that in a nutshell, to, to be healthy, and there's different layers of like the paleo diets and different paleo caveman diets you know, stress different things, but to be healthy, they say we have to go back to eating what our ancestors ate before agriculture. Right. So, and you know, what they're shooting for is somewhere about 60,000 years ago to about 10,000 years ago. What we oh ate. God. And here we go. Yeah. And, and usually what they say is that they'll, you know, you eat lean meat, prefer, preferably grass fed to be like wild animals. Okay. Uh, Fish, seafood, non-starchy vegetables, fruit, nuts, and berries, but no grains and no dairy. 
because those all came later after the domestication of animals. Mm. Yeah. And not even in your coffee. One... You can't have just a little splash. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's paleo, just to paleo, cut it. But I mean, if you want to be hardcore, it's like, hey, there was no coffee. They were, you know, eat the what? berries, eat the fresh Okay, berries. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> if there's no coffee, I'm not doing this. <laughs> uh, the other thing they, and their rationale for it is that uh, they say that evolution takes hundreds of thousands of years, if not millions of years. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you know, we're pretty, we're a pretty new species, but the thing yeah. is we've only been living off of agriculture for about 10,000 years. So what right. they're usually the paleo diet, their argument is, Hey, we didn't evolve fast enough. Our evolution hasn't caught up with what we're eating right now. Mm. And that's basically what's, you know, we're still genetically adapted to a, a hunter gatherer diet. Okay. And they say, that's why we, we don't feel healthy. Now, nutritionists usually say there are some good things to the paleo diet, which is, you know, usually you cut out processed foods, which is probably the biggest problem is like eating, you know, lots of sugar in your <sighs> donuts and everything mm. that lots of. <laughs> mm. I once put that, I stacked on weight one time in Chicago when I uh, commuting into downtown, I would eat two donuts every day. Oh. <laughs> I just got huge. But, yeah. Oh, they were good. But that was good living, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Was that when we were living together in that uh, uh, that three-story? <laughs> no, there was it a was horrible later. summer. Do you remember that horrible summer we lived together in the top floor yeah. of a yeah. heat wave in Chicago? It was like over 90 for like three months or some ungodly amount. Oh, oh. God. Oh, With a woman Every and morning. her kid. And they yeah. had a rabbit. Yeah. A rabbit. <laughs> I just, I just remember sweating in there in the living room and nobody Ooh. was home and just that rabbit would come out and he just like two hops <laughs> bloop, bloop, and then like like some rabbit little turds would drop out like look like raisinets <laughs> bloop, bloop. and then two drops two jumps hops <laughs> that's what I convinced you to come up to Chicago I, know. I was like come on you gotta come up here oh, oh. It was a, that was a hard summer. That a was hard a summer. Hot. I'll never forget it. Uh, so some of the things that from an anthropological standpoint, some of the problems are with the paleo diet is that for one thing, there was no one paleo diet. You can't really define what a paleo diet was. At that right. Period, Cause everybody was the- scavenging and just trying to get by. Right. And, and the people that were living in the savannas in Africa, for example, would obviously be scavenging things different from the people living in Alaska or what's right. Alaska now. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, and, and it's also hard to tell if, if people actually ate a lot of meat at that time, if that's the only thing they ate, because that's usually the bones are the only thing that survive and, and right. until the present day. So all the kind of plant matter doesn't survive. So we don't know how much they were actually eating at that time. Right. We'd find all the bones in the cave <clears throat> showing that yeah. they did eat animals, but we'd have no idea how many Brussels sprouts they ate. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and there is, you can go in and you can look at uh, stable isotope analysis of carbon and nitrogen in the enamel of the teeth uh-huh. of a skull, if you find a skull. Yeah. And you can tell there what, what people were eating at the time. And Really? Um, Jesus. Yeah. It, and for example, um, what we found is Australopithecus, for example, 
uh, Africanus ate a variety of things, including seeds, roots, tubers, and possibly grazing animals. So they oh. were basically eating anything they could get their hands on. You're talking about Lucy now, right? Right, right. That's exactly. Lucy. But weren't they really tiny? Yeah. How the they hell were, were they killing grazing animals? <laughs> they were all like three feet tall, right? God, there must have been dozens of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah it just, it's just like a horde of these little warriors coming at the oh, wildebeest. That's, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. Really. <laughs> <laughs> like the first dozen, you're like, okay, whatever. In <laughs> uh, a book called uh, Paleo Fantasy, Marlene Zook talks about, uh, she says that early humans trapped or fished, relied on large game or small, collected a large por- proportion of their food depending on where in the world they lived and the time period in which they were living. And so basically, (laughs) what kind of statement is that? That's like, it's Uh, yeah. It depends on when it was and where you were. Yeah. Basically that sentence. And uh, Colin Barris says, Colin Barris says in a a article that he wrote called ancient leftovers show the real paleo diet was a veggie feast. He talks about Mm. a study done in uh, Israel on Neolithic sites there. Or Paleolithic sites there. And they found 55 different kinds of plants in these prehistoric sites. So there were a lot of, a lot of plants being eaten at the time. Yeah. It makes sense. They're easier to kill than a, you know, woolly mammoth. (laughs) Those things (laughs) are gigantic. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, there's a Nama Goran Inbar is the archeologist that's working on that site. And she says that uh, having a broad taste in food gave early humans a good chance of finding palatable food year round. Yeah. So again, Can it's you like imagine you'd being win. a picky eater. If you were a picky eater, you were screwed. I'm sorry. I don't eat the grass. Okay. All right. Well, that's what we have today. So. Yeah. It's like, if you think that you, all you ate was like woolly mammoth is, is like crazy to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You eat whatever and you got. And, you know, and you always have, did you, what was that movie, uh, Into the Wild, about that guy that went up to Alaska yes. and tried to live yeah. off the land? And and apparently that happens in Alaska a lot. Like, people go up there and try to live off the land. Just, and, yeah. And you can kill a moose, but it's like, that, that will go bad. Plus, you have to fight with the other scavengers for yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Oh, and you have to cook it or eat it raw. And Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. I mean, you're going to eat grass is what you're going to eat, right? <laughs> you're just going to eat it. You, you go with a group of people, everybody starts eating whatever's around them. And if somebody dies, you're like, don't eat that. Yeah. yeah. Don't eat that mushroom. <laughs> I told him. You had to have it. It doesn't look right. It has dots on it, pink dots on it. That means poison. <laughs> uh, and then Amanda Henry at the Max Planck Institute uh, for Evolutionary Anthropology, she says that early diets would probably have tipped in the direction of being plant-based. Yeah. Because we need plant that we need plant derived nutrients to survive like vitamin C and fiber and only a very little amount of animal protein and fat is needed to supplement a predominantly plant-based diet. Right. So you, you, and she's saying because we've adapted that way, that demonstrates that that's probably what we ate the most because evolution, we evolved to make more use of plants because they were more common and yeah. Right. Right. And yeah, we should, there's no question in my mind that everybody should be vegetarian. There's no question. (laughs) I mean, I, 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 anybody who argues anything else, I think you're not looking at the facts, but God damn meat is good. 
<laughs> it's just so I good. I don't think we need the bone marrow anymore to like make our brains get bigger. But but right. yeah, it's God you know. bacon. Bacon. That's yeah. I have a one word response. Bacon. <laughs> Uh, just a, a sites in South Africa show roasted starchy plants called rhizomes, which are like they have the shoots or the stem is underground in the rhizome, that type of plant. And those are roasted going back 170,000 years ago. So I people were it. eating these starchy, starchy plants. Yeah, I always think about and, whenever I hear that, I always think about who was the first person to dig something out of dirt <laughs> and eat it. It's so crazy, isn't it? When you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Or the per- yeah, first person like- to eat cheese, you know? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Now- Don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it yeah. away. Don't throw it away. And finally, I have to talk about one aspect of the whole paleo lifestyle is, um, and this isn't everybody that does a paleo, but but it, it seems to appeal to misogynists and racists. As well. Why is that? Uh, because they think, well, I mean, the argument is they're going back to this kind of idealized golden age yeah. of a primal human before humans went bad. You know what I mean? Yes. They're going to go back to when men were men, men were the hunters, yeah. men were the subservient like yeah. gatherers, you know. Yeah. That far right wing, it's always about going back, always about going back. But there is yeah. no back. Yeah, it's because well, there's always you, a back before the back, and and also you kind of cherry pick your details. Yeah, <laughs> you know what Hell you're kind of yeah. creating the 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 golden age that you're saying you want to go back to. Yeah, the golden age and, was like sitting around in your own excrement. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I I would say too, you know, from an anthropological standpoint, uh, hunting and the sharing of meat is a very complex social arrangement. You know. And, look, and at, usually, look at you, you know, with your of... ice cream. Look at you with your ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> it brings out found... the worst in us. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, I went in and I found my group. You know, you know? I mean? but it was. Um... <laughs> but but again, it's you know, hunting's a risky business. You probably couldn't do it on your own. You couldn't take down a mammoth on your own. Oh God, no! It take yeah. dozens, and, and one and person you... to be the rabbit. You know, who's that guy? <laughs> Hey, Willie, Willie, over here, yeah. over here. While everybody else is hidden in the bushes. That's right, who I'd be. Right. Hey! Ooh, and, you and gonna you know, come I, get me? <laughs> yeah, here's a carrot. Here's a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> now, now! And everybody's like, not yet. Just got to get closer. <laughs> uh, and I would say, too, you know, it's like a lot of these uh, people that go with this paleo lifestyle, like, like I'm a man, I eat meat, I, nobody yeah. tells me what to do. And actually, from a Paleolithic standpoint or an anthropological standpoint, if there's one thing that characterized uh, group dynamics back then was cooperation. Yes. Like you, couldn't, you couldn't be a lone wolf yes. and survive in the Paleolithic period. Yeah. You know? Or you'd be killed. Like if somebody found you with that ice cream, oh, <laughs> oh, those, those tourists would have, you'd be I, I dead <laughs> tied to the front of that tourist bus. Riding out of Tulum. That uh, son of a I bitch. almost got killed. Mary and our friends almost killed me when we got finally got back to our, our the resort we were staying at. They were yeah. like, oh, I got to go get some food now. 
And I, I was like, "Boo! what are you talking about? I'm, I'm completely full. I've had my eyes. <laughs> they were so pissed off. Yeah. Um, some other things, just, uh, you know, th- this whole idea of like men, hunters, women, gatherers, there's been some studies that came out over the summer that were saying, you know, with, with an atlatl, with a spear thrower, Mm-hmm. women could be just as efficient with hunting as, as men could. So yeah. I think you're probably going to see this whole idea of a division of labor in the hunter gatherer, like men hunt women. I, th- I think everybody had to be out for the yeah, hunt. Sh- here's a shocker. It sucked. Yeah. And anybody who could help <laughs> helped. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, if you're an, if that nine year old boy can hit a, you know, giant sloth yeah. from, you know, 200 meters, then yeah, make him the yeah. leader of the, he's, I'm following him. The little kid, I mean, my dad used to have us kids be, <laughs> he used to have the kids be the hunting, the hunting dogs, you know, when they didn't uh-huh. have hunting dogs, we go flush the quail out, you <laughs> yeah. know, so I mean, that's probably what happened. Uh-huh. Um, so I think probably, you know, people just really had to be, you know, if you were hunting, everybody hunted. If you were gathering, then everybody was down there digging roots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think probably people who believe in the extreme form of the paleo diet, probably it won't make any difference to what people no. believe. No. Um, but that's probably what, what it was. So, John, we have now uh, reached the point. I'm done talking. Oh. I've worked up my appetite. I hope your appetite oh. is. is I haven't eaten. The only thing I've eaten today is tomato soup and challah bread. So that's the only thing I've had in coffee. Oh. This so will go I, well with it. This should. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh well, I've got all of my food spread out in front of me here. Okay. Uh, I've got. Yeah, I'm ready. So everyone, just so you know, I've put together a seven course. There's a lot here, a lot to eat, actually. A lot, um, yeah. A seven-course pa- authentic paleo meal. Yeah, and this a lot is of this what stuff really... I've gathered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <clears throat> and, John, just so you know, uh, I apologize that we don't have any brackish water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you had some water, but not brackish I do. water. You I should... have I have my water. It's it's not brackish. <laughs> it's it's uh, Brita. It's Brita water. <laughs> You should, uh, we should throw some mud in there because most likely as, as paleolithic humans, we would have been drinking out of a, a watering hole that was used by other animals. We're filled <laughs> with urine and poo yeah. and dead yeah. animal. Oh God. Thank God okay. we weren't born that <laughs> It sounds it, awful. It's just awful. So uh, course one, I've chosen Zante currants for it. Oh. And Zante currants... I tried to find small dried berries for us. Yes. And it, and the thing is, I was thinking that if we were a paleolithic people, we would have, uh, we would probably be looking for berries, but the other scavengers would have already got them, like birds and you know prehistoric squirrels and everything. So probably we would be finding just the dried berries that were left on the tree that after the... The, the so, crap out. Yeah, we'd be lucky to get. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, I'm, now we're I'm, trying. This, I'm fine with this. this oh yeah, the, these are these are. This is I. This is this is probably the one thing I'm not going to immediately <laughs> throw away after our. Mm. Okay. Some, some. You can see so, where these are little. They look like little dinky raisins for those of you who haven't right. had currant. Mm. Oh, 
Starve those sugar. So those are pretty good. We would have yeah. loved those at yeah. the time. A lot this of energy, a lot of sugar. She'd <laughs> 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 be like, John, try the, try the mammoth. No, no. no thank you. I'm fine. Mm. Okay. okay. All right. So now second course two is two types of chestnuts. So okay. the first one's going to be water chestnuts. And the reason I chose these is that this would be very similar to the rhizomes that they were roasting in South Africa. Right. And these would be similar to the roots. Like if we were down around a creek or down around a river, these would probably be some of the like some of the plants that we would be pulling out and eating the stems. So that's the reason this why is... I chose these. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> to pop one into my mouth. Cheers. Here we go. Bon Cheers. appetit. Great. Mm. These are great. There's not much there to it. No, but Very I bland. Like, yeah. But I like the texture. And it just reminds me of Chinese food, you know? Yeah. But these Would are you a eat little... those just <laughs> eat those just out of a can? It seems like if you have soy sauce or they've been grilled, it's a little bit better. But Absolutely, just... but would I say no if I was hungry? Uh-uh, I'd eat these. <laughs> the rhizomes, the rhizomes. Look at you going right back to the uh, currants, huh? They're so good. Yeah, mm. I could see it'd be like, take it easy on those. Take I it easy them. on those. All right. Okay, so this second part of uh, course two is going to be a uh, roasted chestnut. And the reason why I picked out the roasted chestnuts is... This just for the texture. The texture is going to be close to like if we had picked out a, a nut that had probably fallen off a tree and it was like starting to rot. Maybe another animal had chewed into it, but it's also the texture of like a root, of yeah. a root that somebody would have dug up and and eat. So it looks like it looks like a turd. <laughs> it looks like a turd. Yeah. All right. You ready? ready? Bon appetit. Okay. Uh, uh, hard to swallow. I don't know what you would do if you didn't have a flask with you. Like to eat that right where you found it and then have you to run back do? over to that watering hole. Yeah, you or you walk over to the current tree and eat more of those currants. Mmm. <laughs> oh, it's There's good no with eating. some brackish water. Brackish water, it goes right down. There's no eating those fast, I don't think. Ugh. Oh, okay. All right. I have a feeling As we were that looking... I'm going I'm I'm to be dreaming about the days <laughs> when we were at the... Because I'm seeing what's coming up here. Do you see how I, I've kind of eased you in? Oh, you see how... It, well, like, this is like a whole uh, court. This was like with a prehistoric chef oh, who's leading man. you on a journey. You would start with the... I'm going to have some more currants to cleanse my palate. <laughs> oh. Okay, so course three would be eggs. I... Feel like if we were out looking for our uh, like roots or nuts or looking for the berries, uh, we would come across a, a like a bird's nest. <laughs> Look at that! You you did very well when you were gathering them, but they wouldn't be like the big eggs that we have now from a chicken. They would probably be like a smaller quail-sized egg from a small bird. And usually, we would probably eat them if they weren't cooked. Now these right. are cooked, so I apologize. Right, we just for that. crack the shell, and or we probably just put the whole thing in our mouth, right? I I think so. Probably gobble up the whole thing. <laughs> but these what are the all hard, we have now? These are hard boiled quail eggs. Look how cute they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cheers. I hope you watched that thing. I, I did. I rinsed from, it off. Okay. 
All right, here we go. Eh, not bad. Mm. Yeah, a little salt would be good on them. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Paleo, you didn't have salt. You couldn't have salt. No. Um, Who all came right, up with course salt? four. We got to do one on salt. I know you know a lot <laughs> yeah, about salt. Do. Yeah, salt I is. read that book about salt. Yeah, yeah. you did. Uh, course four, we have mussels. And oh, usually from a lot of archaeological sites, you'll find mussel shells. So people were eating a lot of mussels at that Why? time. Why? Because it was just stream. easy to get? And they're it's fresh water to... and salt water, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And they they couldn't fight back, really. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't it right. wasn't like a bison or something like that. Right, it, right. Yeah, there were you okay. had to be crazy to kill a will, uh, you know, a bison. <laughs> they're scary yeah. fucking thing. Is this, but is, just think well, how much of this you'd have to eat to like get full and be. Oh uh, well, you snack. You just snack all day long, which is supposedly <laughs> the way we should be eating, right? Or somebody said that. I don't. Yeah. Know. All right. So here we go. That's it, right? These are the mussels. Yeah. Normally these like... should be raw. Yeah. But these, these are, are cooked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting one. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. Uh, uh-uh. Where's my where's my currants? Okay. Ooh. I'm always I don't like those. Oh, that uh, a are tough those one. are those salt water or fresh water? Do we know? We don't know, but they were supposed to have been put in. Uh, I rinsed mine off to give it more authentic flavor, but they yeah, they were originally came in olive oil and stuff. But. Yeah, I rinsed Ooh. mine off too. You instruct. Now I wish Ooh. I hadn't. I got a little <laughs> olive oil. <laughs> you could you could taste the stream in that one. I guess Ugh. I would say. Ooh. Ooh. All right, the next one uh, would be small game. Oh, we would boy. have small game, and oh, I tried boy. to find us. I tried to find us. Some some cooked you can find you can get raw rabbit on online, but it's very hard to find rabbit that's been cooked. Yeah, and you so, you wanted it to be at ready open. Right, uh, right. So I got us here. Uh, I thought we would have rabbits when when we came back and we couldn't you know get a mammoth. We would have rabbit. Wait, where is so my I have rabbit? Some rabbit jerky. I'm having trouble you finding my. Rabbit. I've got my chestnuts. Oh, I've got two chestnuts. Yeah, yeah. No, you but I have mean, two. Okay, I've got my current. Did you get a rabbit? I don't see a rabbit, but I thought I saw it. I've got two. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> I, oh wait! Oh, he was hiding. I have the rabbit. I have yeah, the rabbit. Okay. Sorry. So we have rabbit jerky, and apparently rabbits are are some of the leanest animals that you can eat. And in yeah. fact, if you if you eat only rabbit, you can uh, it will make you sick in a few weeks. If yeah. that, that was the only thing you could eat. Ew. Yeah. You need some fat. So doing... Right. Ooh, exactly. I just opened it. Ooh, that's rabbit, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Don't open it. So, <laughs> so we have rabbit. And then I also thought, well, well, when we were down by the stream getting our uh, mussels, we may have saw a rabbit as well. So I have a, yeah. some. Uh, you threw a rock also... at it. It was like a beautiful <laughs> shot. <laughs> There's a rabbit. Yeah. You threw a rock. You hit it. Yeah, it was yeah. still alive. You're trying to kill with it. It's snapping turtle. This is snapping mm. turtle jerky. And there's Ugh. nothing scarier than to be in the water swimming at the lake and someone yell turtle. 
So what are we going to eat first? So there we you go. eat the rabbit first? Let's go with rabbit first. Is that what okay. you have? Yep. Here we go. Here we go. Bon appetit. Not bad. Not bad. Mind you, we wouldn't have had all that. There's like some sugar in that. Yeah, I think. that's why so. I like it. <laughs> it's got a little spice to it, too. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We may have yeah. to go camping, uh, Paleolithic camping, and, and <laughs> do a show about that. That's Just start good. To live Let- that way. All right. Here's the right. turtle. The snap. Ooh, that rabbit was good. It was spicy. Okay. This uh, turtle, turtle, the snapping turtle, is from Newport, Newport, Rhode Island. All right, stand by, stand by. All right, I'm ready. Okay, Did you already ready? try it? Okay. No, Here no, I, I'm waiting for you. This is a snapping turtle. Uh huh. In a pinch, I I'd eat it. <laughs> I mean, I it'd am be hard to it. get it out of that shell. I think. Yeah, and it, but just uh, you know, oh God, we're getting down to the scary stuff. <laughs> I just look at, I just saw the pile. Oh God. Okay, so John, one thing that they never talk about is oh boy, uh, oh God, <laughs> I don't was know insects. if I can do it. I don't know insects. if I can do this. Uh, humans ate a lot of insects, and there are certain cultures that still eat a lot of insects. Uh, Central American cultures, African cultures. Um, oh, and so what I have here is a <laughs> bag of mixed edible bugs. Oh, my God. You gave us. me two. Yeah, in case you like it. I oh. sent an extra. Oh, so here's the <laughs> bugs. So they they don't really list what the bugs are. Well, yeah, they. what is it? It's a centipede, a grasshopper. Yeah. To another well, kind of grasshoppery <laughs> type thing. Oh my god, is that a uh, cicada? It's a silkworm and oh. a uh, crickets and oh, crickets. a sago worm, whatever that oh, is. Oh god, I don't know. <laughs> oh, right, so, oh, so we got oh. There's a couple. Here's a grasshopper. Oh, and we'll put photos of these up on the. Oh uh, god, look at Facebook. all of them. Look at all of them in there. <laughs> Jesus. If you go fucking... online to their website, they have like a little toddler, like about two, like just eating away on these things. And oh, I'm like, oh, kid. Oh, oh kid. Oh, You're going to hold this against your parents at one point. Oh, oh. Okay. okay. I'm going to eat are you one doing of the... it? I'm going to eat a grub. Okay. Because uh, the legs scare me. Are you uh, are you going to nibble or are you no, going to go full I'm gonna on? I'm going to pop. I'm going to pop and swallow. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> oh! Ah! Ah! <laughs> currents. Where's my currents? No, oh. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, awful. that's awful. <laughs> the grasshoppers know better. And I don't oh. know what this thing is. Somebody stepped on this one. Oh, 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 God. That's wrong. That is wrong. We should never have eaten those. Oh, no I don't know. Do you get used? <laughs> that's the kind of thing a species that's only 10,000 years old eats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. They're always available, though. <laughs> you can always find a snack when you're out there in, oh, in the cave. God, you know? I hated that. <laughs> 
Oh, here oh, we go. Now we're at the granddaddy. This is it. Oh. <laughs> this is it. The other thing they I, talk I just, about people eating. I just don't know. I just don't know. Oh <laughs> my God. Are you going to eat it? Oh. It's, okay. a, it's a tarantula. Uh, it is a tarantula. I, I, there's so many things wrong with this. Uh, just holding a tarantula even. I don't even want to touch yeah. it. What, oh. This one kind of looks like he's he's like <laughs> covering his eyes or something. Yeah. I don't know. What... He's ashamed. He's ashamed oh. that he's about to be eaten. I don't we know. Were... Oh. <laughs> we were in uh, Colorado one time. Oh, God. Uh, Mary, Mary's written a book that takes place on the uh, Goodnight Loving Cattle Trail. And so we were <sighs> up there driving the good li- Goodnight Loving Cattle Trail. And we got into Southern Colorado. <laughs> oh. And... Uh, and there were just thousands and thousands and for miles of little tarantulas about this size out on the road. So I think that would have been a common thing yeah. for people to eat. Oh my god, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've got an I've got a leg. A tarantula leg. That's okay, what I'm gonna eat. <laughs> okay. Ready? Here we One. go. Paleo. 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 <laughs> What? You won't see any of those tough guys eating this shit. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> like no. I live on the I live on these insects and the tarantulas. Oh God! I just got I just got I'm like you know what it's like. I feel the same way but, that I felt when you stand on a cliff and it's a yeah, forty foot yeah. drop and you just have to do it, but your body doesn't want to do it. It's the same thing. Okay, okay, okay I'm ready. Ready, ready? <sighs> yeah. One. One. Two, three, three. Oh, it's awful. That's awful. That's just awful. That's just awful. Oh my god, I can't believe I just ate a piece of a tarantula. Jesus. What is wrong with us? Oh, you eat the whole thing. You eat like the abdomen. Oh my the god! Abdomen is like I can't chew it up. I can't chew something in there. <laughs> Take it like a pill. It. Swallow it like a pill. Eat some currants oh. or eat some currants it, or brackish it was water. Furry. It oh, was furry. God. Too. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! So were the legs. <laughs> oh, that's oh. this was the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> oh my god! Oh mm. oh. Oh, that is awful. Oh, that is awful. The smell. <laughs> oh, my God. The smell. What is wrong with that? Oh. I oh. can't believe How we survived. You... I can't believe we're still around as a species. <laughs> oh. Oh. That was horrible. That really was. That was. That was. <laughs> I thought it would be salty or something. I didn't know. But it was just like. Like eating a, a like a tea bag. <laughs> yeah, a crunchy tea, tea bag <laughs> that wasn't a tea bag. It was a fucking spider. Oh. Mm. Go back to the currants. That's the only thing that'll save you. <laughs> oh. Wait, we have dessert, right? We have dessert. Yeah. Oh. So finally, John, for dessert, <sighs> something that every Paleolithic person would like oh. dream of was oh. honeycomb. Yeah. But you would also have to fight, you know, you'd have to fight the bees. Yeah. You'd also have to uh, 
uh, fight other animals that were trying to get in there. Yeah. But uh, this is, <laughs> it's still, even back then, it was all about dessert, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, this. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah. Are you, and you can eat the entire comb. Yeah. Well. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bite, just take a bite out of it. Okay. okay. Ready? Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. One, two, three. Mm. 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 God, is that good? Mm. After eating spiders and mussels, you could see how that would really... People must have gone crazy over that. God, yeah. It must have been like cocaine, you know? The first person (laughs) who figured it out just be like, oh my God. It just covered his entire face. Just covered in there, <laughs> and and they're just saying it's worth it. It's worth it. Trust me. Trust That's me. how good it is. It's worth it. <laughs> oh. oh. So anyway, good. John. Congratulations. Oh you are a episode twenty. You're an amazing man. You really are. You put this together. I think we should do it every twenty episodes. Okay. We should revisit. You know, and some see. historical cuisine. Uh huh. Maybe yeah. that's what we'll do. Yeah, I'm reading a book um, about uh, shipping. You know, ships and sailors in the early 1800s and the stuff they ate on the ships. Oh God! Because <laughs> they couldn't keep anything fresh, and they'd salt stuff. Lots of puddings, oh. and you know, mm. they talk about yeah. eating a ham, and they're like, "Oh no, half of it's bad," but they still eat the other <laughs> half. Just disgusting. Well, keep track of that. A list, or make a list, and we'll put oh. that together for episode forty. Okay. But, wow. Anyway, I'm I exhausted. hope everyone is. Enjoy- <laughs> no wonder everyone- they didn't do anything else the rest of the day. It's after you ate a tarantula, you just needed a nappy, you know? Yeah. Just what did I? What happened? What happened to you, me? these scientists? Are wrong. It was harder back then because you had to eat this crap. We got it All much better off working 60-hour weeks because we don't have to eat tarantulas. That's the bottom line. That's the payoff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to go open it, a bag of potato chips. <laughs> or to think that you, you had to be eating that all the time to keep your calories up. Oh, my I don't God. Know it. Yeah. That's why you didn't move all right. much. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Well, How John, do you feel? You feel okay? You feel sick yeah, to your stomach? I, I don't know. The tarantula was tough. The yeah. tarantula was tough. Well, you ate the whole thing. I just ate a leg. Yeah. I couldn't believe you yeah. did that. You're well, a, you can you're... come back. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'll wake up in the middle of the night, got the munchies, <laughs> head downstairs, grab that tarantula out of there. Yeah. Oh. oh, I'm going to Bring off another son. leg. Uh, well, this was, this, was, this was a happy 20th episode. Uh, you too. Oh, wow. I don't feel so thank good. You, thank you, everyone, for, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, please, if you found this interesting at all, uh, tell a friend about it. I think and, it's the uh, currants that have made me sick. It's the, <laughs> I ate too many currants. You were really hammering them. <laughs> That's your go-to. That's your go-to. It was a bad move. couldn't stop. It was a bad move. Just we'll stick with the brackish you. water, everybody. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about those those eggs. Those eggs were canned in Thailand, and I have no idea where that water was. Oh, they were good though. They were all right. Yeah, 
a little yeah. salt, yeah. but they they're all right. Anyway. All right, sorry. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is this is human number two signing off. And this is human number one. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us for twenty episodes. It's quite an accomplishment. We'll yeah. keep going, and we'll see where we end up. And uh, if you enjoyed this, please tell a friend, or better yet, host your own paleo meal. Yes. And send us the photograph. Yeah. And we'll video put it up that. on the Facebook. Yeah. If you do a paleo <laughs> meal, anybody who eats a tarantula, we will post and post and post. Yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> anyway, thank you, everybody. Thank you, John. Love you thank guys. You. And Love we will you. talk to you later. Happy Bye. holidays. Happy holidays. Bye.